I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, August 24th, 2023, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes. So Peak Pals, India became the first country to land a spacecraft on the moon's south pole yesterday, which, as we talked about yesterday in anticipation of the historical feat, is kind of a big deal. And so like us, whenever we go somewhere cool, the craft immediately snapped some cool pics for the internet, and we'll post them in the episode bar so you can check them out. But congratulations to India for this historic achievement. Now, besides the latest South Pole moon landing, here's what we've got for you today. For our first story, building with bricks. For our second story, colder weather, colder drinks. And for our last story, Quebec shoots down international student cap. For our first story, an exclusive economic club between Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa is officially open for new members. You might be wondering what this club is and how do we get in? Well, the three-day BRIC summit got underway in Johannesburg earlier this week, with 60 guests convening to discuss topics like taking the powerful U.S. dollar down a notch and increasing economic ties around the global south. Invitee and leader of the R in BRICS, Vladimir Putin, joined via video as South Africa would have been compelled to arrest him for war crimes if he set foot in the country. And this all matters because as countries around the world look to challenge Western dominance in global and financial affairs, BRICS is attracting more attention than ever. In total, 23 nations have applied to join per South Africa, including Argentina, Iran, Nigeria, and Saudi Arabia. More members means more trade, investments, and opportunities to grow influence, as is the bloc already has 40% of the world's population and a quarter of its GDP. But adding more members could create more confusion than cohesion. Even with just five members, disagreements and differences have hindered major accomplishments. In fact, the current members can't even agree on why they should expand. Russia and China are pushing hard for BRICS to become an explicit geopolitical rival to the G7, while India, which is a little cozier to the G7 nations, is worried about taking a hard anti-Western stance. For our second story, cold drinks are hot right now, and it's all because Gen Z thinks they're totally mother. Are we using that right? Here's what's happening. Starbucks has prematurely dropped its lineup of fall beverages again this year. If the thought of drinking a piping hot PSL on a hot August day churns your stomach, fear not, for the first time, three of the five fall beverages will be served iced by default. Cold drinks account for 75% of drink sales at Starbucks, up from 50% five years ago. And cold foam, the ice drink topper, is the fastest growing add-on. And this matters because the shift to cold drinks is part of a larger trend of companies catering to Gen Z. This young generation makes up the greatest share of the world's population and is gaining buying power as they enter the workforce, kind of like quiet quitting and lazy girl jobs. Theories as to why Gen Z loved ice drinks revolve around their desire for portability, sweetness, and Instagram ability. Drinks in clear plastic cups may be a bonus. As your fave chains, brands, and stories try to chase the almighty Zoomer dollar, Prepare for menus filled with colder coffees, lighter beers, and spicy chicken dishes. To zoom out, and it's not just Starbucks eyeing the cold drink craze. Cold drinks make up 40% of Tim Hortons' Canadian drink sales compared to 30% four years ago. All hail the ice cap. In Q1 2023, Timmy's cold brew sales doubled numbers from Q1 of 2022. For our third story. Quebec didn't waste any time shooting down the Fed's latest proposal for tackling the housing crisis. That's right, so the Quebec government's response says it will reject any cap on international students that the federal government considers in its effort to tackle housing affordability. 
The federal government announced earlier this week that they are strongly considering a cap on international student visas, which have skyrocketed in recent years. And this is happening because capping international student visas, while not a permanent solution, is a step the federal government believes could help ease rental prices for the time being. And this matters because the recent influx of international students is fueling the already high demand for low-cost rentals in cities across Canada. The number of international students given study permits for Canadian schools has climbed 75% in the past five years, while labor shortages and high costs have stalled new housing development. The 800,000 international students who made Canada home last year, almost all looking for temporary housing, flooded the rental market in major cities like Toronto and Vancouver. But the economic impact of international students in Canada is more than $20 billion a year. Provinces, which have jurisdiction over education and post-secondary education institutions, aren't likely to go along with a plan that cuts off a lucrative revenue stream, especially if they don't have to. Universities and colleges are instead asking the government for support in building more affordable housing, or in schools, arguing that more housing will ease rental prices without turning away students. Which brings us to the bottom line. International students didn't cause the housing shortage in Canada, but as rental prices continue to soar, they might become a casualty of the crisis that the feds are determined to make progress on. Pete Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Have a great day.